You are listening to In the Cycles Podcast, Episode 1. Today I'll be sharing with you about In the Cycles Podcast, what some of my goals are with this podcast, who I am, and a little about my personal journey with anxiety and depression. Hey, I'm Mike Oglesby. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to In the Cycles, the podcast where I share the philosophies, tools, and techniques that I've used for more than a decade to help adults just like you overcome debilitating anxiety and depression and transform their lives. Check out inthecycles.com and sign up on the email list to receive updates and special content. New episodes are released every Monday, so tune in. You can also follow me on Facebook at Mike Oglesby Author. So let's jump right into today's episode. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to welcome you to the very first episode of my new podcast, In the Cycles, where we're talking about ending the cycles of anxiety and depression. That's right, you can end the cycles. Now, maybe you haven't heard this before. Maybe you've you've been told, well, the best you can do is manage it, or maybe you've got to be on medication the rest of your life, or maybe you're out there self-medicating, doing anything and everything that you can to get rid of these feelings and this debilitation just so you can function properly or normally or, or like everyone else. I'm here to tell you, you can get rid of these cycles of anxiety and depression. I have done it. And not only have I done it myself, I have helped so many people achieve this through my business, Maximized Mind Hypnotherapy and Coaching. So for more than a decade, I've been helping people overcome anxiety and depression. I've been helping people create the life that they truly want. And let me tell you, you can do it too. And I'm here to share with you the tools, the techniques, the philosophies that I live my life based on that have helped me overcome these cycles of anxiety and depression. And I'm so excited to share these things with you. So I want to tell you a little bit about my experience with anxiety and depression, my struggles, Now, since childhood, I've struggled with anxiety and depression, severe anxiety and depression. Now, I always knew something was wrong. Even when I was a child, I didn't know what it was. I wasn't able to comprehend. My brain didn't have the capacity to truly understand, but I always knew something was wrong. Life for me seemed different than what I perceived life to be for others. I was very sensitive, and I always had this underlying sadness. You know what I'm talking about? I still remember even as a young boy, I felt it. I didn't smile much in pictures as I look back and and I just remember not feeling good inside, you know, in my mind and in my emotions. And of course, as a child, I didn't understand the mind or the emotions or anything like that. And I also remember always having low self-esteem. I always felt worthless. I never felt good enough. But again, I never knew why. I never understood these things. This was just life. I was bullied and beat up at home. I grew up with two older brothers. And yes, I understand from an adult's perspective that this is just the way kids are. Kids are going to be kids. And, you know, when you've got a house full of boys, you're bound to have some fights and some scuffles. But as a child, when you experience those things, you don't experience it from that level of understanding. You don't experience it from more of a grown-up understanding or matured understanding of, you know, hey, this is just boys being boys. And so I took that and then I expressed that upon the world. I became a bully to others. 
And as I grew into my teenage years, I started developing things like OCDs, trichotillomania, which is a hair pulling disorder that's caused by anxiety. I remember as a young teenager, I had suicidal tendencies, even to the point sometimes where I've written out notes. I was kicked out of school four times. That's right, four times by the age of 16. I was a troublemaker. I was, I was messed up. And I, I say, it, even in my book, Fight Back, I say I, I did some messed up things because I was messed up. Can you relate? And maybe you weren't one of the rebels. You know, I took the rebellious route. I took the, the loud and the, you know, going against the grain. That's who I was. You know, those of you who are out there listening that are rebels, you know what I'm talking about. It's a way of life going against the grain. And it's been my way of life since I was a kid. Now, to this day, I still consider myself a rebel, you know, to a degree, but I understand how to use it in a beneficial way. But back then, I didn't. Back then, I caused chaos and I caused uh, destruction in my life and many other people's lives. So here I am at 16 years of age, and I've been kicked out of school four different times. And so I decided, you know what, maybe school just isn't for me. So I went and got a GED, and I went to work full time. I ran away from home a few times, turned to drugs, and even ended up in rehab. I got involved with a gang and tied up with some pretty heavy stuff. Right? I always had this emptiness inside of me, this hole, this void deep within. So what did I do? Well, I ran. I was a runner. I was the type of person who would avoid. Now, I didn't mind getting into a confrontation because I needed to be loud. I needed to be heard because I didn't feel heard. But when it came down to it, I was a runner. So I ran into the military. I got as far away as I could. 3,000 miles to be exact. 3,000 miles. And I ran. And military life was pretty good. But overall, it wasn't exactly meant for a rebel like myself. Right? And maybe you're a rebel too and can relate. So while I was in the military, I was dating a girl that I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter. Well... Being the Southern gentleman that I was and taught to do the right thing, I did what I thought I was supposed to do, and I married her. I learned pretty quickly that getting married solely for the sake of a child was not a very good idea. At least not for me, right? Maybe it was for you. Maybe you've, you've had a similar experience, and that turned out to be the right thing for you. But for me, it was not the right thing. So after four years off and on a dysfunctional relationship... We finally parted and went our separate ways. Just before my daughter's second birthday, we found out she had a rare genetic disease called tuberous sclerosis complex, or TSC, with 13 benign tumors in her brain, along with epilepsy and autism and behavioral struggles due to impaired cognitive functioning. Now, let me tell you, if you've got a child out there that has been diagnosed with some kind of an incurable disease or uh, maybe there are special needs, my heart goes out to you. I understand. And, and if unless you've experienced this yourself, you don't truly understand the struggles and the difficulties of raising a child like this. It is one of the hardest, but most rewarding as well. It's very, very rewarding, but it is so 
difficult and can take a toll. It has split families up and, you know, it contributed to my family being split up as well, I think, because of all the stress and the struggles and the difficulties and things like that. You know, and of course, I had never really been taught how to cope with stress. I had never really been taught how to cope with these things in my life. And so I became destructive and I hurt myself and I hurt other people because that's what I knew to do. That's what I was taught growing up in, a, in an environment where violence was an answer to stress or to frustration or anger. Now, my daughter, she's 17 at this point in time, uh, and she resides in a facility where she can receive the treatment she needs on a daily basis. And I still remember that day that I found out and the pain in my chest. And I was sure at the time it was a heart attack and that I was knocking on death's door. The anxiety was so, it was so powerful, it overtook me and it, it, it took me down. It just took me down and these events in life, you know what I'm talking about, an event that is so powerful and so overwhelming that is life changing, just takes you down to the bottom. And I, and I think I was at the bottom for maybe the fourth or fifth time in my life, but I was down there. I was lying down on the rocks. It was so difficult. Life was so hard. Life, it was always a struggle for me. I always remember thinking that I hated life and I hated living because it was constantly filled with pain and suffering. No matter what I did, I just couldn't break free from the cycles. Nothing ever seemed to work. I've been on medications, tried therapy, drugs, self-medicating, avoidance, and just about any program that I could possibly find. But still, Nothing. Nothing worked. I might feel good for a couple of weeks, sure, but I'm not looking to feel good for a couple of weeks. I just want to feel good in life. I want to feel good every single day. And some people might say, well, that's unrealistic. Life doesn't feel good every day. But I think that it can. In fact, now I know it can. So let's jump forward just a little bit to the late 20s, right around the 28, 29 years of age. Now, throughout life, I've always been fascinated with the mind. And I've always had this idea, and I don't know where it came from. It didn't come from my family. Nobody around me was a psychologist or a therapist. These are not things that I was brought up with. You know, back in my day and age, back in the 80s and the 90s, when I grew up as a teenager, you didn't see or hear about people going to therapy unless there was something wrong with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a judgment, like, oh, that person's crazy, or there's something wrong with them. You need to stay away from them. There was a lot of judgment. I grew up in a very small and small-minded town. I call it a very narrow-minded place. And so I just didn't grow up around these things, but I've always had this idea. Something within me has said that the mind can achieve anything, that we can do anything that we truly put our minds I don't know where I picked that up, but I'm so glad that it was there because I believed it. And it, you know, it really fueled this passion for me to start studying psychology. Now, through the military, I was able to get what's called a Montgomery GI Bill. And this allowed me to go to school and it would pay for my tuition to attend 
college. So I took advantage of that. I studied psychology, and I wasn't ever planning really on getting into the field of psychology. I've just always been fascinated with the mind, and I wanted to understand it. So I did this for the money, but also for the pleasure of learning psychology. I know that sounds crazy, especially, you know, not even finishing school. And here I am wanting to learn. But I found that the, the subjects that I really enjoy and are interested in, I have no problem learning about them and stepping into those things. So throughout my studies, I was introduced to NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming and hypnosis. And this is where things began to take a turn for me. This is where things began to change. I began to learn about myself and study things like meditation, energy, and different philosophies throughout the world. My mind began to open to new possibilities, and for the first time in my life, my eyes began to open. And this is something that we call spiritual awakening or enlightenment or waking up. I know this might sound a little strange to you, but it was as if something took over my body and my mind and just led me into this place that was set up. It was like the, the red carpet was rolled out for me. Everything was set up. I had a, a friend at the time who was a chiropractor said, hey, you know, I'll set you up an office in my office and you can work with my client. So I had an instant place. I had instant clientele. I mean, it was it was so perfect. It was picture perfect, almost too good to be true. So I stepped into it, and that was the birth of my hypnotherapy and coaching business, Maximized Mind. At this point, I'm like, okay, I'm really learning about the mind. I'm, I'm understanding things are finally changing for me. But just as I expected, and like it always did, things fell apart right before my eyes. Once again, I'm reminded that I'm not good enough and that it doesn't matter what I do, nothing will work for someone like me. I was cast into another roller coaster of self-destruction and defeat, but this time I was not only affecting myself and my child, but a week and a half before I started the business, I got married. And we've just recently celebrated our 10th anniversary. So shout out to my beautiful, incredible wife, Shannon. She has just been such a change agent in my life. And so these battles of anxiety and depression, they didn't stop there. In fact, since then, I've experienced more anxiety and more depression than I ever had before. I've had anxiety so bad that my chest was hurting. I've hallucinated. I've had out-of-body experiences, the disassociation. And I found that the older I was getting, the worse it was getting, the stronger it was getting, the more debilitating it was getting. And I'm going to share with you throughout these episodes some of the things that I have done to finally get rid of them. That's right. I don't suffer from debilitating anxiety and depression at all at any time in my life anymore. In fact, you know, so many clients, they, they kind of tease me. They'll say, how are you today? And I'll say, I'm wonderful. And they're like, you're always wonderful. And I say, yes, I am. I'm always wonderful. Why am I always wonderful? Because I have chosen to live my life in a certain way and it works. And so I say back to them, how are you today? And they say, you know what? 
I'm wonderful too. So it's very contagious. And these these things that I'm going to share with you as we talk and as we spend time together every Monday, I'm going to share these things with you. And hopefully you can begin to experience a wonderful life as well. And there's so much more I want to share with you and certainly plan to do as we spend time together each week. But one of the main points I want to really express to you, and I want to drive this home, is that even though life has been tough and maybe you're at that breaking point because nothing seems to work and no matter what you do, you can't seem to figure it out. Keep the hope alive, because let me tell you, hope, though it may not be a strategy, it can be what leads you to a strategy. Please don't let go of the hope. It is possible. It is so possible. And let me tell you, now that I'm on the other side, it is so wonderful. And you can do it too. I help people. People come in all the time and they say, I don't think that I can do this. It sounds good, but I don't think it's possible for me. That's a very normal, common response. And it's because you've been let down so many times. It's because your point of reference of your past has shown you over and over and repeatedly that it's not possible. But I'm here to tell you it is possible. You can overcome. If I can do it, I know you can do it. It's a journey. There's no doubt about that. It's not easy, and I'm not going to tell you lies. I'm not going to give you a false hope. I'm going to be real with you because we're going to talk about the big things, the small things, and all things in between. We're going to talk about the reality of what this life looks like, some things that you've never heard before and maybe things that you have heard before that we're going to put a new understanding to, but there are ways that you can overcome this. Okay, it is a journey. It's not going to be easy. And even when you do overcome anxiety and depression, life will still not be easy because here's the truth of the matter. Life is not easy. And when you get better, life gets better. It doesn't become easy. But when life is better, it's so much easier to deal with the difficulties and the pain and the struggles and the suffering that is just nothing more than what happens in life. And that happens for all of us. And it's not about what happens. It's about what you do with what happens. So we're going to teach you how to change your reality, how to change your life. You see, just because I'm in this position now doesn't mean that I'm so different from you. It just means that I found those answers that have helped me, and maybe you haven't yet. But I'm hoping that begins to change right now as you're listening to this podcast. I hope my stories will inspire you and strengthen your resolve and bring you great hope that your life can change too. So many people, and maybe even you, judge themselves because of their past, the struggles and the difficulties, the story of their life. Your story is beautiful. It may not be easy. It may not be perfect or even attractive to look at at times. Mine certainly isn't. But your story is your greatest gift to the world. And just like me, you can turn your story of pain, trauma, struggle, destruction, and disappointment into a story of triumph, victory, and success. I've learned that the worst things I have ever been through in my life have provided me the greatest growth and change that I can now look back on with so much gratitude. And I believe that your story has the potential to be the same for you. I'd like to help you on your journey. Find your growth and all the many gifts that are waiting in the wings of the struggles that you have been through. You are a beautiful person sent here to do beautiful things. And even though you may not believe or feel that way, doesn't mean it's not true. 
this week, I want you to take some time and be deliberate in this exercise to try and find any gifts or opportunities for growth or progress in the situation or circumstance that you're experiencing in your life. Even if you can't see any right now, I want you to be deliberate and determined to find at least one gift or opportunity, no matter how small it may be, in your present situation or circumstance. If you want to experience life differently, you must begin to interact with life differently. Just give it a try, okay? You can do this. I believe in you. And come back to this episode anytime you need. You can download it at inthecycles.com for free. Hey, listen, thanks for taking some time with me today. Uh, I've enjoyed it so much, and I'm truly looking forward to our journey together as we end the cycles of anxiety and depression in your life. Check out endthecycles.com. Sign up on my email list for show updates and so we can keep in touch on this journey of transformation. While you're over there, let me know how you like the show by leaving a review on Podchaser. If you'd like a copy of my book, Fight Back, In the Cycles of Anxiety and Depression, you can grab your copy there as well. You can find me on Facebook at Mike Oglesby, author. That's M-I-K-E-O-G-L-E-S-B-E-E. It's a great day to have a great day. I sure hope you go out there and enjoy it. We'll talk soon. Be well.